Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up Uninhibited. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Josh Fisher. How are you doing, buddy? Oh man, I'm 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 doing good. I'm doing doing I'm doing okay. I mean not bad, but not great. I'm okay. Yeah. I feel I'm like that's, I feel like that's the motto of uh, anyone living in twenty twenty. I'm alive. Yeah. Don't know why. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy out there. It's it's rough. It's rough. It's it's funny because uh um, I was listening to a show the other day about basically like the 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 state of the world, not just United States, you know, just the world in general. Yeah, and it's fascinating what a country can do with proper leadership. You know? Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll have that one day. One day, hopefully. I'm, uh, I'm not getting my hopes up. Yeah, not holding my breath. Um, well, uh, for the past few episodes, obviously we've talked about what's been going on in the world, either with Corona or the civil unrest, um, and, uh, all very, very, very important topics to talk about, but I think Josh and I want to talk about something more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes we need to discuss difficult topics uh controversial topics well we've done that like you said and then sometimes people just need an escape from those topics so yeah today we're going to be talking about stuff that's intended to bring uh entertainment and joy things like that into our lives i uh before I start, before we start on on that, I wanted to mention how uh, I've been uh, trying to find podcasts that my dad can listen to in the car because I've been doing a lot of the driving when we're doing DoorDash. Mm-hmm. Um, he is not doing anything. He's just sitting in the passenger seat. He's borderline at this point keeping me company because he legally has to be in the car. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so I was having him listen to our podcast a little bit. And he was like, I didn't want to listen to your podcast because I thought all you did was talk about video games. And I was like, not necessarily. Like, I'd say... We've been doing this be three years, the end of September, 1st of October. And very rarely do we talk about video games. Yeah, yeah, that's what I kind of... I was was like, our podcast is mainly about reviewing shows on a, a, a streaming platform like Netflix. And he goes, "Oh, I thought, I thought, I thought you talked about video games." I was like, "That was the show I did with Anthony, and we talked about video game news." He was like, "Yeah, I thought that's basically what you did with Josh." And I went, "No, no, we've had this conversation, Dad. No." Um, well, you know, I, I've never really talked to your dad personally, but we've talked enough about your dad, uh, you know, that I know that he is a forgetful gentleman. Yeah, <laughs> my mom says this collective memory. It's 
him going and saying like, I'll remember what I think I need to remember. Um, and then he concentrates on something else entirely. Like the other day, uh, actually yesterday morning, um, we had to go to the hospital cause he had to get labs done. Um, they're, uh, trying to figure out something about him. So they needed to take a bunch of blood and a urine sample. And, um, the problem is, is that he, he has a hard time walking. He's disabled. And, uh, so he wanted me to go with him to get a wheelchair and kind of scoot him around a bit and get that done with. And then we would, uh, um, go to the store and whatever. Yeah. So when I woke up yesterday morning, I woke up at like five 30 in the morning. We didn't, I didn't have to be up that early, but I woke up that early with a fucking headache. And I was like, really mm -hmm. today I have to have a headache today. I have so much shit I got to do and I don't want a fucking headache today. I don't want a headache ever, but, um, and, uh, uh, but if you had your choice, you don't want to have it on a day where you know, you're going to be busy and out doing a lots of things for several hours. Right. Right. Uh, so we were, um, we were getting ready in the morning and, uh, I went downstairs and, Oh no, that's not what it was. I, I go to the bathroom at like five 30. I get, I come out. And I said, what time do we have to be at? Like what time are we leaving here? Cause the place where he's getting the labs done is like a five minute drive at most. Like it's seriously super goddamn close. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'm thinking like they open up at eight 30. So we probably don't have to be there till eight, you know, cause I know there's going to be a line and, uh, so he's like, oh, just a little bit after eight, no problem. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to go lay back down and take some Tylenol and see if I can't get rid of this headache. Uh, he was like, okay, talk to you later. Like he was going to get ready to take a shower. Uh, I wake up at like 7.45, no joke, still with the headache. It didn't go away. I was like, okay, cool. It's one of those headaches. Oh. Um, yeah, I do it so bad. Uh, we, we, you know, we, we get ready, we go, we, we head out and, and on the way there, I, I tell him how I have a headache and he was like, you have a headache? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember me telling you? And he was like, no, I don't. I was like, okay, cool. Like, that's just how his mind has always worked. This isn't old age. This is like, he's yeah been this way. Um, Cause when I told my mom, she was just like, yeah, that's your dad. Uh, but the reason I mentioned the whole podcast thing is because I was trying to find something for him that was more entertaining than our podcast. As much as I know that he doesn't mind listening to it. It's not like, he's not really paying attention. He paid really close attention during the one we had with um, Dante, but uh, I had him listen to last week's and he was just kind of like, Okay, and then we talked about like our first time driving, and he paid really close attention to that. But yeah, he's not going to like zero in on topics that he's not interested in. Right, his mind wanders very easily. So, and that's fine. You know, we're not for everybody, and apparently, we are not your dad's podcast. We should, you know, no. Uh <laughs> So my dad loves history. As I mentioned last week about the whole like Egyptian thing, like he loves history. Um, oh, uh, you know, I know a lot of people here recently that are claiming to love history too, but <laughs> that's a topic for another fucking day. Um, 
Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm laughing. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bring it up. I'm sorry. I have to. Okay. Uh, I live in the South, and I'm a very progressive liberal person. Just I am. And, I mean, I literally live minutes away from a high school whose four entry doors are the rebel flag, the Northern Virginia battle flag, the one that people recognize as the Confederate flag, which technically isn't the official Confederate flag. It was the Northern uh, Virginia battle flag that Robert E. Lee flew. Um, And the whole controversy with statues and that flag and everything. I'm all for these statues coming down. I'm all for the Confederate flag being banned. And people around here are not happy when I express that viewpoint. And they say, that's our heritage. I'm like, no, it's not really our heritage. Um, Look it up. You know, there's lots of websites out there that have factual information about this. And what you're claiming that it represents is not what it was intended. Uh, But yeah. Sorry, I know we said we weren't going to get anything about that, but it's just it's just funny to me when people get so angry. I actually legit had a person threaten me bodily harm yesterday. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll meet you somewhere we can talk about it. As a Californian, I don't care. As a Californian, it's rare for me to see that flag. But when I do, it makes me laugh so fucking hard because I'm just like, you live in California, motherfucker. There is nothing Confederacy over here at all. Dude, I could walk outside and just stand on the sidewalk out in front of my apartment for five minutes and probably see it once at least. Oh, I don't doubt it. I don't at least. And I don't live on the main street. It's probably somebody. I'm sure there's somebody in this complex that. Has shirts with it, flies it, probably fucking, you know, has a belt buckle of it. Uh, I don't know. But I just, could you imagine like <clears throat> taking and like holding on to an L that hard? <laughs> I don't get it. Like they lost, they lost the Civil War. They only lasted three years. And then for like the next 10 years after that, they were basically prosecuted for treason. Are you kidding me? Like, there's a reason that fucking people in, uh, or there's a reason that 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 Germany banned anything Nazi related. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was it was it was four years, by the way, uh, 1861 to 1865. But I thought it was 63. No, I heard it only lasted three years, but whatever. No, it's four. Uh, but That's yeah. Matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They fucking lost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing that it didn't come into prominence until much later, you know, and it was the people that wanted to. Wasn't it like 1912 when the current uh, uh, stars and bars flag that we see all the time was utilized? It was. It was sometime around the early uh, early 20th century in the early 1900s when a lot of these statues started getting erected. Yeah. Uh, it was in the, like, the teens. And well, I mean, the, I mean, whole, it, the whole Birth of a Nation film, right, right. 
propaganda and that and the KKK, how they came to prominence. And that's where all the cross burning came from with the KKK because they needed some kind of iconogra uh, iconography uh, to represent them. So they're like, yeah, let's burn crosses for the movie. That wasn't a thing before that. That right. was an actual case of life imitating art. And dude, I was just... <laughs> People no, who are who are who claim to be fans of history really need to go back and read up history because one of the things like well that's when that's I was part of, school, go ahead. when I was in elementary school, one of the things that we had I think in fourth grade was uh Virginia state history right yeah, and I recall and I've looked it up. Uh, the textbooks of that era portrayed as most slaves were happy. Right. That didn't, it, it, it's just like, what the fuck? There's, there's a story that to be happy. My dad grew up in Kansas for seven years of his life and then moved to California. Mm -hmm. So he was, he was only in elementary for a very short period of time in Kansas. He was telling me the other day about a story called, called something something Sambo. Probably Little Black. Little Black Sambo. Sambo. Yeah. Yes, because, because that was one of that was one of the that was a restaurant. Yes. yes, and that was one of the characters that were adapted for use in marketing and advertising in the day during the uh reconciliation and early jim crow era right right along with uh, the uncle remus and uncle rastus and uncle ben and aunt jemima right and that was something my dad was talking about was he said that story like he goes i understand why that restaurant changed their name from little black sambo to just sambo and then he mm -hmm. goes i totally get why they're gone now they're just gone. yeah um, and I was like, well, I've never heard of the story. And he goes, it's, it, he goes, it's basically propaganda. I go, what, what, what do you mean? He says, it's a story about a slave that was happy being a slave, basically. Yeah. Long and yeah. short. And I was like, are you kidding me? He was like, he was like, oh, that no. shit. I, was like, I know it existed, but you were taught that in school. Yes. So taught that in school the reason um, i mentioned this, the the, reason I mentioned the, the, this whole thing just to just to kind of clarify what why i was mentioning my dad listening to podcasts i found one on spotify called revisionist history it's a fantastic ooh. podcast um the reason he calls it revisionist history isn't because he's revising history it's because he's clarifying history what mm. he does and i think this is really fucking cool is he'll shine a light on something that has been misunderstood for a very long time. Like, for example, how our school system has treated black people even after segregation ended. Oh, dude. And that's yeah. why my dad was talking about it, because that's why we got onto the subject in the first place, was because what he was talking about was a young man named Carlos, not the real name of the, the kid, because he was trying to protect his identity, who... Um, whose mother uh, went to jail. And uh, when this had happened, um, him and his little sister were put into foster care. Uh, Carlos is an incredibly intelligent person. 
-hmm. Carlos is lucky. The reason Carlos is lucky is because there was a man who saw the injustices that black people, black kids had to deal with in the school system that basically on the, on the, on the long and short of it, cause it's a, it's a huge, it's like a fucking hour long episode. Um, uh, unless a black student has a black teacher, they're not likely to get into the special programs because of their intelligence. Um, there was, there was a they're, whole program because of their perceived intelligence. Right. Uh, because back in the segregation days, it was it was a perceived intelligence that, or it was a perceived idea that that black people were dumber than white people. Yep. And on top of that, to make matters even worse, um, if there was a black person of high intelligence that was starting to show their intelligence, they were told that they weren't. Yeah. They their their test scores were skewed intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm sorry, but there's such a thing as both positive and negative reinforcement. And if you're told something enough times, you start to believe it, even yes. if it's completely untrue. This shit happens to this day. It mm-hmm. hasn't. Ended. It's still around. And um, at the end of the at the end of the video, you know, the the host he says, if you find this story about Carlos getting into these special programs because he was lucky and you say that's inspiring. It's not, it's depressing. Mm -hmm. He says, Carlos is one of 2% of students who are lucky in that regard. He goes, uh, so you see that that was the point of the episode was to, to to put a spotlight on that. And yeah. um, When the episode was over, my dad goes, I didn't know that was a thing. And I was like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I've known yeah. for a long time. He was like, yeah. "How do you know?" And I was like, "I just I uh, years ago, years ago learned about it." And he was like, "Like he's like, I'm just learning about it now." And I'm like, "That's the problem. That is exactly the problem. Not my dad is the problem, but the problem is, is no, just out there." Yeah, yeah. You know, there's an old saying that history is always told from the perspective of the winning side, right? And in this instance, the winning side wasn't a region. The winning side was a color. Yep. And, you know, God, I know we said we weren't going to get into this shit. And I'm sorry. I didn't mean no, to bring sorry, it I up. Wanted- and we'll, we'll get to what we were going to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah, but I wanted to talk about this podcast, Revisionist History, because it is extremely good. Uh, I, 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 it, it's called it's called revisionist history yes um okay. it has a I'm very npr like 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 presentation to it if you will um but like one of the episodes i thought was really interesting was the the conversation about golf he was like at the beginning of the episode he goes i hate golf and i hope that you do too after listening to this and he basically talks about how um Golf has always been used by rich people as a way to uh, retain power. And um, uses- is, is this is this from uh, Malcolm Gladwell? Yes. Yes. Okay. I found it and I have bookmarked it. Um, yeah. The, my dad's just finding topics like episode titles that he's like, this sounds interesting. We'll just listen to it. Um, but uh, dude. the golf one was interesting because of the way that like, uh, rich people have essentially utilized uh, land to get tax breaks. 
via golf courses. And it's fascinating. It's just absolutely fascinating. So, um, and there was, I'm trying to remember one of the other episodes that we watched that was fucking completely eye opening for both of us. And I don't remember what it was. I know that if the topic were to ever be brought up, I'd have ammo, I'd have knowledge now. But I highly recommend listening to Revisionist History. And again, it's not actually Revisionist History, that's just the title of the show. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, the name's ironic in that fashion. Right. Um, and and that's what kills me is a lot of people that get angry because why are you, you know, making this a thing? It shouldn't be a thing. Things don't need to change. No, they do need to change. And this is why. And a lot of people get angry when you show them that. And they're like, well, you know, you can't make everything about race. I'm like, you know, when the system was built on race, yeah, you kind of have to. Like, dude, I saw an article yesterday morning. Legit made me so nauseous to my stomach and so upsetting. There was a carnival game that was incredibly popular from the late 1800s up until the late 1950s where a player got three throws for whatever the cost, you know, back in the day it was a nickel. And then of course, you know, as inflation occurs, I'm sure it got up to like a quarter or something like that. You got three throws and it was sometimes eggs, but more often than not, it was baseballs and you're throwing them at a target. The target is the African uh, Dodger and the game was called, and I shit you not, there are pictures of it. Hit the N word baby. Wow. Was not expecting that name. I don't know what I was expecting, but not that. Yeah. And apparently the dunk tank also had similar origins uh, because they were complaining, well, we can't, uh, you know, hit them directly, so let's dunk them in water. And they would do it even on cold days, and, you know, they'd get hypothermia from it and shit like that. It's just like, it makes me, it made me think, how many things do we not even consider that have such a horribly disgusting oh, yeah. and racist origin. Absolutely. And way more way more than I think people are willing to admit. And that's the thing, they're not willing to admit it. Like yesterday, uh we're recording this a day late, Thursday. Uh yesterday the announcement that Quaker Oats is doing away with the brand name and image of Aunt Jemima. Uh, pancake mix and syrups. It's going to be something else completely. And I was like, good, it's about time. That's always made me uncomfortable. Always. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I love me some Aunt Jemima pancake mix. It's delicious pancakes. As You know, I have an egg allergy. Well, this is a pancake mix that I can eat because it's not made with eggs. And it doesn't make me sick. Um, But... 
here's the thing. People are like, they're just erasing history to please the social oh justice warriors. No, they're not. Guess what? Aunt Jemima pancake mix was not, it was the recipe was not originated by a black woman named Aunt Jemima. It was a recipe of two guys, two white guys that owned a flour mill that had excess flour because the market was flooded with it. And they decided to start selling pancake mix. And then to market it, they came up with the idea of the black mammy character because in 1889, uh, people still were very untrustworthy, uh, untrusting of black people. So they're like, well, what says more friendly and Southern hospitality than the friendly black mammy? And the dude had, the one dude had seen a stage play and one of the songs in it was about Aunt Jemima, the minstrel. And he's like, that's the face of our pancakes. I'm sorry, it may not be overtly racist, but it's still a racial stereotype that was wrong 131 years ago, and it's especially wrong today. I don't give a yeah. fuck what anybody says, you know. And some people will say, well, you know, you're going to see racism in anything if you look hard enough. Well, yeah, because that's what the whole system in our society was built on, you know. Right. It's, it's a racist society, and it needs to fucking change. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. But... Um, I I saw a clip of Tucker Carlson say that uh, basically he said they, he didn't say black people, but he said they did not build this country. I'm like, motherfucker. I mean, when a war is fought, and I'm sorry, states' rights, what rights were those states' rights? The rights to keep people as fucking property because they viewed them as an yeah. economic system instead of actual human fucking beings? Last time we had BLM protests, I heard that argument. I heard that argument last fucking time. I heard it years ago of like, yeah. well, the, the, the Civil War wasn't a, wasn't a fight over slavery. I'm like, the fuck it wasn't. The fuck do you think the states' rights argument was? You ever heard of the fucking cornerstone speech? The vice president of the Confederacy actually states in that cornerstone speech that slavery was the direct fucking reason for the war. Jesus even, fucking Christ, man. People even if kill you me. do that, there's there's more evidence than just like oh yeah. It fucking kills me. Like I'm just like, you are absolutely dumb. And that's another thing, like the all lives matter people. They don't show up unless Black Lives Matter. Uh, they they don't they don't show up when fucking uh, ICE detention centers are full of fucking families right. uh, that are trying to seek asylum from terrible fucking situations, and they thought it was a great idea to come fucking here. Uh, they don't show up when fucking you know anything matters except something that's threatening to white supremacy. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, anyway. Let's get off this topic. Let's move on. Um, yeah, yeah. You know where we, you guys know where we stand. As a matter of fact, um, we had our good friend Valer uh, do a. Um, uh, he, um, he made up or not made up. He mocked up a uh, a uh, logo for us that we're going to use for a while, as I think it stands for what we believe in. Um, in case you didn't know by listening to the podcast. You saw that. I sent you that, right, Josh? Yes, yes, I did see it, and I saw it late in the night. 
Uh, and that's when I sent you that Aunt Karen bitter bitch syrup meme. <laughs> um, so you're cool. You're cool with putting that on the logo of all our socials, right? Hey, you mean like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Um, well, we're discussing that on the podcast and not beforehand because I forgot about it until now. Uh, uh, it's okay. Things happen. So, um, over the past, oh God, what day was it? Tuesday? There was a PlayStation well, 5 presentation. Oh, that was last Thursday at, f- at 4 p.m. Eastern. In a week? Jeez. A week today, yes. Wow. Um, well, in three and a half hours, it'll be exactly a week today. Or two and a half hours, because gotcha. it's one thirty in the afternoon on Thursday. What's funny to me is that oh I'm so sorry for yawning. Uh what's funny to me is that like right now E3 would be happening. This is around yep. the time that E3 happens. And uh of course it got canceled because of COVID. So I'm seeing all these uh producers. Um uh <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't look at Twitter while we're doing this. Devolver no did something really funny. Um oh god, they're the kings of E3. I'm sorry, they just fucking oh. Speaking of that, did you see the little sneaky thing that they did for during the no, PlayStation conference? I did not. So before we get into all the games that they announced at or for the PS5, because we'll, we'll get into that, um, there was a moment at the end where they showed a bunch of developers really quickly um, that were uh, making games or or you know wanting to make games for the PS5, dedicated to making games for the PS5, mm-hmm. and when they showed to fall for digital. It showed the woman that uh, has been on stage for the like did the, the oh the, the one the one that always leads the press conferences. The character's name is Nina Struthers. And keep I in mind, love Nina Struthers. Nina Struthers is a character that they made, and yeah. she is a uh, she the, the the actress is like um, Maria Zanuck Zanuck something like that. Um, <laughs> she's not a developer. Yet it had on it had on screen developer Nina Struthers <laughs> for like a second. That's fucking hilarious. Devolver Digital did a fucking fast one on on Sony, and I I'm so happy. I'm so Ma- Maria, happy. Maria Zook. Zook. Yeah. Oh my god, I was so fucking excited to see her face. I was like, that is hilarious. Dude, I I love that character. Uh, just any time that I see them do a press conference with her, I'm just like, all right, I could fucking light some candles and incense and turn the lights down and just. Mm. I can't I say don't. what my I can't, <laughs> I can't say what my source is, but I can I can assure <laughs> you that we are getting a press conference from Devolver Digital soon. Oh, I can imagine who your source is, and I shall not disclose that information publicly. Right. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple other things I also know that I can't say, uh, but that's besides the point. Let's talk about PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they wanted to show off the the PlayStation Five primarily. They wanted to show off what it looks like, a few specs, and they did that. But they mm-hmm. showed they also announced a few games. Oh, um, did they ever? And I'm sorry, I know a lot of people have been bitching and saying, God, the PlayStation 5 is ugly. Fuck you, it's gorgeous. But and we had this conversation off air over uh, on Discord, and I'm with you. 
I don't give a shit if it looks like a rusty fucking tuna can, as long as the games I play are amazing on it. Because when I'm playing a game, I'm not staring at the fucking console. I'm yeah. just not. I'm staring at the fucking screen and I'm playing the game. But I, I mean, I aesthetic choices are cool, but they're not a deal breaker. Well, yeah, I was gonna say like I don't, <clears throat> I don't feel one way or another about how it looks. I really don't. Um, and and I don't mean that in a way to sit there and and, and discredit anybody who does think it looks cool. I think that's great. I just mm -hmm. I look at I look at it and I go, that's very PlayStation. That's very PlayStation to make it look like it does. Um, mm -hmm. Because you look at like the Series X, the next Xbox system. It and looks it like a goddamn computer tower. Yeah. It, it, there's nothing special about it other than its plainness. Um, I'd say the one thing about both systems that is hachi machi is its fucking size. They're both enormous compared to other consoles. Um, I know why. I know I get why. Yeah. Stating like it's big. It's fucking, they're both big. No, I mean, there's a lot more horsepower in these things, so of course there needs to be more room for airflow to I'm, compensate for that. Look, I'm I'm of the 360 era when I went through nine fucking consoles, so I'm cool with bigger spaces for for more airflow and shit. Yep. Um. Uh. But yeah, it was just I was just when they when they showed it, I I didn't get the size of it until like it was compared and like sized wise. I was just like that fucking thing is. At least uh, uh, an extra <laughs> taller than the PS4. I mean, it's like 16 inches by, uh, or was it 14 inches tall and like four inches wide and like eight inches deep or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Uh, it's it's it's, it's to a big quote boy. that it to quote that line from Deuce Bigelow, American Gigolo. That's a huge bitch. <laughs> Uh, one thing I do want to talk about before we talk about the games that I think is very important to keep in mind, and I don't know if PlayStation, they didn't say anything during this conference if they're going to do this, but Xbox has something I think that PlayStation doesn't. Um, a lot of the games they announced are very much exclusive to PS5. They're not going to be on PS4 in any way, shape, or form. They're exclusive yeah. to PS5. Um, whereas Microsoft, they're not doing that. Every game they have coming out for the net for the foreseeable future, they haven't said like a date when it might stop because they don't know, um, will be playable on every version of Xbox. And if you do go from the, the the Xbox One to a Series X, there's a thing called smart delivery, which will cloud store all of your save data and move everything over and download the, the best version of whatever console you have. Um that to me is a really, really fucking smart way to handle gaming right now in, a, in the console world. Um, I would hope that PlayStation does something like this, but it's unclear. <clears throat> yeah, they've not been extremely forthcoming about that, so we'll we'll see. Um, but, yeah, man. I'm, uh, I'm excited because I'm not one to usually buy a console within a year or two of its launch, but yeah. there are some titles on this thing that make me want this thing day one. Um, so where do you want to start on game listing? Cause the, the, these have it in alphabetical order. <laughs> the list that I gave you, I don't know if you have a, yeah, one. yeah, I, I'm looking at it. Um, and that's the way it is. I remember it opened up with, 
a Grand Theft Auto 5 for PS5, it's like, you know, technical improvements, visual upgrades, performance enhancements to take full advantage of the console's powerful new hardware, making the game more beautiful and more responsive than ever. Uh, than ever. Plus, a new standalone version of Grand Theft Auto Online will be available free for three months exclusively on PS5. Uh, also, expanded content, which they didn't mention in this. Uh, they have expanded the storyline, added in new storyline elements, and while that's cool and all, I would rather see Grand Theft Auto 6. Yeah, I know uh, that they uh, that, that Rockstar recently talked about, like, recently talked about that it's They've only been working on six for maybe like a few months. Oh, this okay. Was like so a couple months ago that they said that, but like they, I, you have to understand where they're coming from. They just released uh, uh, Red Dead Five, or sorry, Red Dead mm -hmm. Two, um, and Grand Theft Auto Five is making a fucking shit ton of money still. Oh yeah, because so the online play—it's so good. What they've done with it. People still play it religiously, and yeah. it makes them a lot of money. So, yeah, I understand why they are still milking that cash cow. Yeah. Um, the only downside is that, and I don't know if this is for Grand Theft Auto 6 development or not, but they have basically stopped support of uh, Red Dead Online or Red Dead 2 Online. Really? Uh, yeah. It's yeah, only they, been out of like a year, just a year and a half. Yeah, I know. I know. It must have not have had a lot a large online presence. It then. does not. It does not. And the, but the biggest issue is that on apparently on PC there's a lot of hackers. A lot. Mm -hmm. uh, some hackers that they they did do something about were ha modding in um, the KKK into the multiplayer. Jesus. Because of, because of course they were. Well, I mean, I get that they would have a large presence during that time because that's when they really rose to prominence because the, this, these games are set in the very late 1800s, early 1900s. Have you, so did you play the, did you play the campaign to that? I've not played it yet. Oh God. Okay. There's a, I need to play it. I believe there is a mission which you have to deal with them, but there's definitely a moment in the game where you're traveling from point A to point B and you can see a fire in the distance in the woods. And if you walk up towards it, it's a bunch of KKK members burning a flag. Or not a flag, but burning a cross. Yeah. Um, and what they're going to do is is lynch a black man. So if you uh, you can, if you choose to, which I haven't seen anyone not do, you can kill all of them and then save the black guy. Um, it's not like a main mission in the game, and it looks like it was kind of put there at a weird spot. And again, yeah. I think there's an actual main mission where you have to deal with them. Um, cause I know the main character is like, there's a moment where he deals with someone racist in the, in the, in the main story. I don't remember what it is though. Cause I haven't beaten the story myself, but yeah, I, I need to get it. I've just, I've put it off and got other things, even though I've recently, you know, within the past six months played through red dead redemption. And God, oh, wow. I love that. I love that game. Yeah, Red Dead 2 is better than that in terms of design and story and scope and whatnot. Damn, that's um, pretty awesome. I, I don't know if it has a better ending. Because I've seen the ending <sighs> to, to Red Dead 2, and I don't I, I can't say whether or not it has a better ending. 
because to me, I still have a really strong memory of the ending of Red Dead Two or Red Dead mm-hmm. One. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if I've talked about it, but I'll just I'll just briefly say it. Um, spoiler alerts if you haven't played Red Dead One. Um, I guess technically I should just call it Red Dead Redemption because there is a Red Dead game. There's a Red Dead Revolver. There was Red Dead Revolver. Um, yeah. But um, my uh, my brother Josh was really, really, really into the game. He he played it a shit ton back on the PS2. The PS3. Red, so Red Dead Redemption was PS3. Red Dead Revolver okay. was PS2. Then Xbox. Or, yeah, Xbox 360 is what we were playing it on then. Um, I could not remember what system that fucking game came on. Uh, so, uh, he had gone to a friend's house with it and, uh, they beat it overnight and he was like, you got to check out this ending. And I was like, all right. So I watched the part where you walk out of the barn and John Marston gets gunned down. Oh yeah. That was uh, brutal. Brutal. And then you start playing as his son many years later. Yeah. I think it's like four years later, I think. Something like that, yeah. It's yeah. Um, like his son's like fifteen at the time, and I think when you take over, his son's like nineteen, maybe twenty-one. So it's like four to six years later. By the way, Jack is in Jack Marston is in Red Dead Redemption Two. By the way, and I know this is a prequel, so he would be probably toddler age. Oh, it's John Marston. Then my bad. It's John Marston that's in Red Dead Redemption yeah, Two. Yeah, my bad. Um. Yeah, because he's not born yet. Uh, so, after when you start playing as John, or Jack, I'm sorry, when you start playing as Jack, um, my brother goes, that's the ending of the game. And I went, no, it's not. There's no way that's the ending of the game. He goes, how is it not? And I was like, we didn't see any credits. There was nothing that indicated that was the main end of the game. And he was like, well, how do, how do no. you know? And I was, like, I was like, do you have other missions? He's like, the only missions that should be there are the ones that I didn't finish as John. And I went, go into town and see if there's anything new. So he goes into town and he starts talking to somebody and there's a whole brand new mission. Yep. And he was like, what the fuck? So we started doing it and we get to the part where he sh- shoots the guy that ordered the, sh- the the kill on his dad. Yeah. and uh, Just like guns him down there on the fucking side of the lake and leaves his body laying in the water and walks right. away. And it's like, oh, that's so cool. And uh, the credits rolled after that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I fucking, I knew it. I knew it that like there was something more. Um, but I think that's why the ending of that game sticks with me is because of that in my life, that moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So so to to go back to what we were talking about, like I get Rockstar's decision to stop the support of that game to maybe concentrate on six. But I do get other people's upset because there's way too many hackers that are not going to be fucking put in their place now. Yeah. So that's unfortunate, but cool. PS5 is getting more content for it, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, after that, they hit us with a big surprise. Um, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is not, it kind of is, but it kind of isn't a sequel to the amazing uh, Spider-Man game that came out about two years ago. Yeah. Um, which I just recently played through in the past couple of weeks, and I fucking loved it it's so, so much. It you beat is the, you so beat all the, good. 
You beat all the DLC I, too, right? I beat everything. I beat the shit out of it. And of course, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm one of those guys that if I really enjoy a game, I'm going to go after every fucking trophy if if I deem it worth my time. This was one that I did. So playing through it again on ultimate mode was fucking hard. Yeah, I don't I don't want to do that. I have no interest in doing that. Especially some of fucking um what's her name? Uh screwball isn't a screwball. Is it screwball? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of her fucking challenges was oh my god, the stealth ones made me so angry. <laughs> oh no, Taskmaster had the stealth challenges and those were fun. I get oh, I'm talking about the DLC. Sorry, I'm talking about the DLC. Oh she, uh, well, she didn't have stealth challenges on the DLC. What? Yes, she did. Mm-mm. She had, she had fighting challenges, she had bomb challenges, and she had gadget challenges. I had two different or three different stealth challenge mode uh, things for her where I couldn't be seen by the spotlights. In a, in a oh, large. oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You are correct. That one, there were two of those were a pain in the ass because they were beyond multiple levels yeah. and buildings and blind angles and all of a sudden, boom, camera sensed you. Like There'd be like 12 enemies to take out in under three minutes and you got 19 different cameras and four different levels. It was challenging. It was, oh my gosh. I, was, uh, I failed you know, that I got, more times than I cared to count. You know, I got gold on almost every one of her missions. Well, look at you, fucking fancy man in this tower. <laughs> How does it feel down there, peasant? Uh, I, <laughs> that's that's actually something I wanted to talk about, um, and we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Because uh, you know, but, I don't feel that way, of course. No, I know, I know you don't. Um, and I've I've said it before. I play all my games on easy, um, and something I have to give credit for on PlayStation games, like exclusives. Holy shit! Do they cater to people like me? Holy mm-hmm. shit! Do they cater to people like me? I yes, played. They do. I played that, and I played uh, Horizon Zero Dawn recently, oh, and like, it's so much nicer to play a game uh, with without the whole like added "holy shit!" If I die, I have to start over. I, as mm-hmm. I hate that feeling. I fucking hate that feeling, and I'm not mm-hmm. good enough at games to to want to do what Josh does. So to have like Spider Man go. Yeah, you can play this on the easiest difficulty and still complete in 100% everything. Yep. I was like, thank you for that. Fucking thank you for that. So, And it doesn't take away from the gameplay experience. Not at all. And uh, you're still getting the whole story. You're still having fun. Um, I just like the extra challenges sometimes because I enjoy that. And that's the thing. They're optional. And I'm not one of these people like you're well aware of like, oh, well, if you're not playing it on its hardest difficulty, you're not a real gamer. I'm sorry. Did you pay for my fucking game or did I? Because I'll play it however the fuck I want to. And you yeah. should do the same and be fine with that. Right. I'm, I'm just because I know so, that's where you were kind of going with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just happy. I'm just happy that I got to enjoy that game the way that I wanted to enjoy it, especially as same same goes for Horizon Zero Dawn, which was another announcement they had. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, you know, the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, please have a sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Please, please, please. Did you hear and, the date that that's going to come out? Oh, it's not year? until 20. It's not until 2021. 
I heard 2022. No, they actually put out a uh, statement yesterday that they're doing everything they can to have it delivered sometime in 2021. Oh, okay. But, that might have been that might have been what I heard too, because I heard like uh, I heard I heard that they were working to make it come or to come out next year, but they are likely it'll come out in 2022, early 2022. Yeah, I, and I'm fine with that. I'm I'm of the mindset of any company. If I'm paying you money for your product, I want you to take as much time as you feel is necessary to give me the best possible representation of said product because I'm going to have fewer complaints that way. Yeah. Uh that that comes any form of like, you know, when it comes to video games or when it comes to action figures or toys or anything like that like you know i'm a big transformer fan and a lot of people like this was announced two years ago and it's still not out you know it takes a long time to produce those things and if there are issues with it such as breakage issues or you know incorrect movements that cause breakage uh you know they need to upgrade this or that fix it in the test phase before it gets a mass release and then it's, you know, cause that's damaging to any company's reputation. Look yeah. at fucking mass effect Andromeda. Yeah. Prime example. They, you know, Bioware had an amazing trilogy. <laughs> Speaking of that, I've been watching a, 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 a Twitch of Milton. Um, I've talked about him before. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been playing through all of Mass Effect because he wants to play the trilogy. He was he was really interested in it a long time ago, but never got the chance. So he's been playing it like once, like every day from nine a.m. to like two, he'll play games, and once a week he'll play five hours of Mass Effect. And he beat one the other day, and he started on two. And then somebody Such in chat was just, somebody in you know, every, most people in chat are like, "Oh, the second game is my favorite. The second game is the best in the trilogy." And I agree with that. I think the second game is the better one of the trilogy. Um, of course, you know, a lot of people in there going, three is terrible because of the ending." And I'm like, "No, it's, there's reasons it's not the best, but it's certainly not because of the ending." But that's fine. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I, I have vehemently defended the ending of that game. Uh, the ending makes total fucking sense. It does, but. A lot of people got mad at it because they wanted the Halo ending. They wanted that ending that uh, made them feel good about everything they did. But the game didn't. It it played with people's uh, preconceived notions about what was going on in the game. And mm-hmm. to me, I loved that. I was like, that's so fucking brilliant, but whatever. Um, uh, somebody in chat goes... <laughs> Andromeda is my favorite of the of the whole franchise, and a bunch of us were just like, "How? <laughs> How is that your favorite?" And they were just like, "Oh, it's just it's just so interesting, and it's so far removed from the other games." I was like, "Yeah, that's great and all, but like, it has a really garbage story." Like, yeah, like I'm, and- I'm glad you like it. I'm 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 so happy that you have fun with it, and that's great. And I'm not trying to take that away, but I'm just. I'm just so confused as to how you find that one to be the best. Yeah, especially when there's nowhere near the amount of additional content packed into that game like there are in the other three. What pisses and me the planned DLC for it was scrapped because the reception of that game was so poor. 
and then they even shut down that whole division of Bioware. Right. <laughs> I was gonna say the thing. The thing about the thing about that that game that really irritated me the most was I loved the um, philosophical ending of three. I thought that was so brilliant and such a neat way to handle what was happening in that game to begin with. Um, I had a very interesting experience with Mass Effect because I got to watch, I got to talk to a bunch of friends while, while like that when the game was out and everyone was playing it, but I got to watch my little brother play through it for the first time after I had already beaten two before mm -hmm. three had come out. And there's about 10 hours into the first game. There's a character named Rex that if, if given the right options, he'll die either. Yeah. Either Ashley will shoot him or you'll shoot him or whatever, but he'll die. And this is, again, if you're playing on Renegade or you're playing a Renegade playthrough, primarily. Yeah. Um, you can save him, but you have to pick the right option. Uh, most people that I know played Paragon, so they didn't kill him. Yeah. I watched my little brother play it. My little brother, he didn't get the whole Paragon Renegade thing. He didn't. He didn't see it like I did where I was like, okay, the up option is Paragon. The bottom option is Renegade and middle is nothing. Um, mm -hmm. He didn't see that. He was just choosing dialogue options that he felt was best for the moment. Genuinely. Um, he, he was playing it blurred line. And that, you know, actually that's the way I played through it too. Interesting. But I would always skew more towards Paragon. Did you, could you, you could see the, the, paragon renegade options easily right like you could see the differences right oh yeah you... okay because like that's the thing i like about other games like let's say fallout or um the the uh elder scrolls games there is no like this makes you a bad guy this makes you a good guy sort of options whereas Mass yeah, Effect you don't know totally black and white yeah you don't have a telegraphed uh risk outcome to what are your responses going to be and i like that because something that you think may be a sarcastic joke as a retort could have catastrophic consequences with your standing in games right uh, which is so fun it can be and and i think that's to me what where mass effect was totally different than other games in that fashion where it was a clear black and white situation um so uh, everyone that I spoke to was like, I played Paragon. I played Renegade. There was no middle ground, right? Um, but my, when I watched my brother play, he was middle ground. He absolutely played without that, without that in his head, um, which I thought was fascinating. I was like, this is really, like, I've never seen him play like this. I've never talked to anyone's played like this. So when he got to the scene on, on uh, that planet where, you know, like, because that's also the planet where the game got interesting for me. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. I was starting to lose interest as like before I got there, my friend just kept saying, just keep going, just keep going. It gets better. And then you talk to sovereign and you meet up with, uh, what the fuck's his name. <sighs> I can't think of the character's name, but he's the, he's the technically the main bad guy. He's not the reaper. He's the one being controlled by the reaper. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you make the choice between Ashley or, or Caden. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's when the, like that whole mission is when the game always, died. always let her die. See, I let I let Caden die. That was my option. Hmm. Um, don't know. I don't remember why I chose that, but uh, but yeah, Caden Caden was the one who died on that one. Uh, that being said, when I watched my little brother play it, 
I watched him kill Rex. And I already beaten two. So I knew the, the fate of Rex if he survives. My brain fucking popped. I was like, what the fuck is going to happen now? Like, how is Grunt going to go through the trials if, if Rex isn't there? Like, what the fuck? So, so I waited for him to beat one. I, I watched him play two. And I watched him get to the part where you go to the Krogan planet and you talk to Rex. Mm-hmm. And I realized something watching him you mean, play that. You mean Grunt? No. When you go to meet up with Rex for the first time when he's the king of the Krogans. Because in my playthrough, what I did was I said, hey, my buddy Grunt here, who was born in a test tube, he wants to go through the trials to become uh, like a, a man, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. And Yeah, uh, but if you kill him in the first game. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Because okay. I didn't know. I was like, what the fuck happens with this scene? How does this play out for him if Rex isn't there? Because for me, that's how I was able to get that done and get that going immediately was Rex was just like, fuck yeah, dude, you're my bro. Get your friend in there. Hell yeah. Like That's how it went. And I went, how the fuck does that happen if Rex isn't there? It didn't matter. Grunt was still able to go through the fucking trial because the king of the Krogans, which was just a random fucking Krogan, said, eh, Sure. Like, uh, uh, yeah, you know, we, we need we need more Krogans. We're, we're a dying race because we can't reproduce. So go ahead. Let him go through the trial. But, you know, if he dies, he dies. And I went, oh, what the fuck? I was my I was blown away by how the game handled that. So I started looking up things online. I started looking at other playthroughs of, of other characters dying and how the game treated it. And it, and it dawned on me that none of it mattered genuinely none of it fucking mattered it didn't none of it came to a head it just had one story with minor deviations minor deviations which is the brilliance in the ending of three right so when i got to the ending of three and i went which by the way josh i don't know if i've ever told you this but i fucked up big time in two that had a huge repercussion for me in three I don't know. Oh, the tally. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone listening that's played through the games, in two, at the final mission, I got Tally killed. I made a poor choice with her choosing her for a certain part of the mission. She took a rock to the face and died. I had I had made a vow to myself to never restart the game. If a choice was made that I didn't like, I lived with it and I moved on. So I was kind of devastated because I loved Tally. She was like a little sister. And uh, when she died. Um, I, I felt really, really, really remorseful for it. And, um, so when three came around and you're supposed to go to the Quarian planet and do the whole stuff with the Geth and the Quarian, um, Quarians, I, uh, I didn't have Tally. I had some random other chick that was being exceptionally rude to me. And then I was supposed to have woken up Legion in two. Didn't do that. Didn't know you could. So I had a random Geth, uh, this caused uh, my threes playthrough to be really, really bad at the end of that mission. Because the, the brilliance of three is that you're just tying up loose ends, trying to get an army to fight the army of Reapers that's coming towards Earth. Yeah. I My plan was to have the Geth and the Quarian as a civil race that, mm-hmm. uh, civil, uh, civil races that would be buddy, buddy and come to Earth with me. 
Hard to do that when you get their ambassador blown the fuck up and then didn't even bother to get, you know, the other guy, uh, Legion. Uh, so, yeah, there's going to be tension and distrust there. Yeah, so uh, when, when, the, the, when the Paragon options were let the Geth have sentience, I said, okay, that makes sense. If I give them sentience, they'll have the ability to maybe push off the Quarian battleships above the Quarian planet um, and uh, we'll be good. No, because the second I gave them sentience, the fucking Quarian race decided to start firing at the fucking Geth. And the Geth went, all right, fuck you, full force. And fucking obliterated the entire Quarian race. The woman that was helping me, the Quarian woman, she watches the ships coming, to fucking, coming, coming through the atmosphere, burning up. She looks at me and she goes, this is your fault. And then shoots herself in the head. Oh my god! I had to stop playing the game. <laughs> I was so devastated. <laughs> I was so fucking devastated. I was like, not only did I get Tally killed the last game, but then I get her fucking whole race killed in the third. Yay for me! That's awesome. Oh, Such so much. I hated it. Um, but uh, but yeah. So that was that. That's why I think Andromeda to me was so so disappointing. Was that it didn't it didn't feel like it had any of that. Yeah, like it, it didn't, didn't have any emotional weight to it. None. And that's that's the hallmarks of a great game when a storyline hits you so impactfully that you have to take a break. You're like, shit, I wasn't ready for that. I love it when a game makes me do that. Oh, yeah, same here. Absolutely same here. I, um, yeah, I just, I, I, that, I, my, my little brother who had played all through it, I played all through all of the three other games, Jesus. Um, he, uh, you know, he went and got married and moved out and yada, yada, yada. Um, he recently is like, he's a divorcee and he was uh, disabled for, or he was on disability for a little bit because of his back. So he b- bought an Xbox. He was like, I, there's a bunch of games I haven't played. Should I play Andromeda? And I'm like, if you want. <laughs> I was like, it's, 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 I mean, it's, it's not a great game. And he was like, what's wrong with it? And I was like, a lot. Just a lot. <laughs> yeah, it needed another year. It um, needed another year easily. Yeah, which is sad. But hey, back to the PS5 reveal. I know we went off Holy on a shit, tangent we there. ADD'd the shit out of that. That's okay, though, because I love how conversations flow like that. Well, the, the other reason uh, I think that was good for us to talk about Mass Effect is that in approximately five hours from this recording right now uh, is the EA Play thing that they were going to do at E3. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really hoping for a Mass Effect trilogy remake or remaster. Yeah, that would be great because I enjoy them and I have them on the PS3, but I don't have them on my PS4. Exactly. Same here. Um, same here. So, so we got the Miles Morales uh, Spider-Man game uh, so they, announced. They, uh, they, they did a thing recently. Or they announced today or talked about it today. So I'll just let you know what they said. It's not as long as the PS4 Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, It is a standalone game, meaning that it's not, it does not correlate to the other game other than it being Miles Morales, who was in the PS4 Spider-Man game. 
yeah, it's not a sequel, but it is a tie-in, as in... It takes that, place after, but not... It, yeah, not during. It's like, in that game, not to spoil too much, but you get to play as Miles on a couple of missions, and you see how Miles gets his powers. This picks up after the events of that game and focuses on Miles and not Peter. What I would love for the sequel, the actual sequel to Spider-Man, is to... Um, do a uh, like web of shadow sort of thing where you bring in other all the realities. Well, maybe eventually, but not now. Not you in know. the Miles Morales one, I'm talking about the sequel to Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, other new titles we got announced uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Looks like fun. It looks like a lot of fun, and I'm not a big fan of the Ratchet and Clank games. I was more of a Jack and Daxter guy, but this one looks fun. Um, yeah, like a good, I like a good platformer. Uh, of course, you know, Horizon, uh, the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon Forbidden West. I'm super excited, most of all, about that. So uh, uh, just to let you know, I was, I was still in the middle of Zero Dawn when they announced Forbidden West. Yeah, and I, and I heard the name of it, and I was like, "Oh shit! All right, she's going to San Francisco." Like you can see it in the trailer, and yep. uh, there was some, there was some old lady. I think I was talking to, yeah, I was talking. It was, it was right after I go into the vault from the beginning of the game, and I learned what I have to do. Um, mm -hmm. And I was talking to the, uh, what the fuck are they called? Is the old lady that basically helped? Um, yeah, her her father figure. Yeah. Because she was telling him, she was telling her about all of what he did and why he was quote unquote an outcast. Um, and at one point, she just goes like, he he traveled all across the land, and, you know, from here to here, including the Forbidden West. And I was just like, oh, she said it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the Forbidden West gets mentioned a few times in the game. Yeah. So. It was just kind of uh, cool that I that I experienced that in that way. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, let's see. We got Gran Turismo Seven announced, uh, which is cool. I always love the Gran Turismo games. Not into racing uh, games, but I know that people love that franchise. So, dude, I'm telling you, something about them—they were really, really fun. Oh, I remember when so, they when they came, like one and two had come out, and it was a big deal just because the cars looked realistic. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean it's. It's a it's a long running it's it's I would argue that the two best realistic racing games that you can ever get are Gran Turismo and Forza. And oh, absolutely! And one's a Sony exclusive, and one's an Xbox exclusive. And if yeah. you're a racing fan, they're absolutely must have games. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. They they announced uh, Demon's Souls, uh, a remake for PS5. There's a you can watch the intro of Demon Souls remake right now alongside the original and it is a striking contrast. Nice. I'm not going to play it cuz I can't I cannot play those games without having extreme anxiety, but Yeah. I know people are very excited about it. Now as for third party games, uh there was uh Hitman 3 a conclusion yeah. to the World of Assassination trilogy. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, NBA 2K21. 
I mean, to hopefully be apparently better than two K twenty, which I, I heard is a piece of shit. I heard it's hot garbage too. Which it's actually free on Xbox right now. Huh. Free as in free if you have Game Pass. My bad. It's on Game Pass. Uh, there was one called Death Loop that looked kind of interesting from Bethesda and Arcane Studios. Isn't that the same studio that made? Uh, um, oh my God! Now I can't think of the name of the game. There was a, there was a, there was a first one and a sequel. Holy shit! I'm gonna look this up while you name other things. Is that driving me? Well, nuts? I was looking it up. They uh, made Dishonored, Prey, Dishonored, Dishonored Two. That's the one I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah, because it looks like the same art style as Dishonored. Yeah. Uh, we got Resident Evil Village from Capcom. Uh, on a side note of that one, I watched a streamer talk about her watching it with her roommate, who's a huge Resident Evil fan. And uh, she's watching it, and she's like, "This isn't this isn't Resident Evil." Like, because her, her roommate, the one the streamer was like, "This is oh, this is this should be the new Resident Evil." And she's like, "This isn't Resident Evil. This isn't Resident Evil." And then across the screen, Village showed up, and she's like, "See, I told you." <laughs> and then, of course, it did the whole like reveal of. Resident Evil Village. She was like, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pragmata. Which one was that? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think Pragmata Uh, was the, was the one where the woman is in a, uh, like a time loop, but every time she comes back. No, that was, um, hold on. I've got it pulled up. Oh, Pragmata was the one with the the guy was like a weird super uh, sci-fi suit, and he's in like yeah. a like a it looks like it looks like Times Square, but it's clearly something's off. And yeah, he's actually on the moon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. No, the one you were talking about with the woman uh, that was um. I'm not seeing it on here on this list. Yeah, I know. I was looking for a different list that showed. Here, I got a different list. It was something Returner. Oh, Returnal. 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 Like return and eternal. And she's like reliving her life over and over and over and trying to make different decisions. That one looked interesting as fuck to me. Here's the craziest part about that game. It, the only other game this studio has ever made is Rezogun. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. From Rezogun to this, I'm like, all right, guys. <laughs> Stepping up your game, I see. Uh, Project Athia is one that made me like, ooh, that oh, looks yeah. amazing. That's the Square Enix one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That looked good. Uh, Stray. I- where you fucking play as a cat that's has no organic life other than apparently the cat and everything's like little robotic drones that are interacting and recreating human society. Yeah. There's a, there's some spray paint on the wall that is like, it says uh, like R, uh, RIP humans. And um, uh, there was something else about humans on, on like spray paint on the wall. Um. So I'm 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 very curious about that game, but yeah, they they uh, they talked about it a little bit more after the showcase, and they said like, yeah, you play as the cat, you 100 percent play as the cat. Mm-hmm. So I'm very interested in that one. The 
Oddworld Soulstorm game looks fascinating. I've never been able to get into the Oddworld games. I've never either, but that trailer for that game, I was like, that's different. That's wild. That would be a lot of fun. The uh, gameplay just, looks very similar to, to yeah. the other uh, Oddworld games. So, I, don't, I mean, all I can say to that is maybe it'll be good. I don't know. I mean, I know the games are good. That's not fair. I know that the games are good, but the games also play very much like a um, classic, like if you fuck up, you die, and you just go back to where you yeah. were before you died. I'm cool off that. Maybe I'll watch it, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh, no, I get you. Uh, Godfall looked pretty awesome. Yeah, Godfall looks interesting. I believe that's also coming to Xbox. Probably, because that is a third-party game. So yeah, but yeah, man. I mean, there's and there's more. You know, not going to mention everything, but those are the ones that interest me the most and excited me the most. What about you? Any Um, others that we didn't mention? I was interested to see gameplay of Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh yeah, that one too. As I I known about it because the the woman working on it she's like a everyone fucking loves her nobody dislikes her um I can't remember her name for the fucking life of me we're just but, gonna uh, call her Nina Struthers because everybody should love her <laughs> uh well she's she has a Japanese name and when she she announced the game at, at an E three the same year that they um they had Keanu Reeves out on stage which I believe might have been just last year last year it's, yeah. Yeah, um, the way that she presented it was adorable, and everyone was just like, I absolutely fucking love her. And then the thing she did on Instagram and Twitter that I thought was really cool was she would she would constantly like share fan art of her. Constantly. So, but yeah, that, that game looked very weird. Very weird. So I'm interested. Yeah. In that. Um the uh I, I I love I love little platforming games and so i am actually looking forward to sack boy a big adventure yeah that one actually looked cute as hell uh and the other I've one i wanted about mention, that one yeah oh the other one i wanted to mention was bug snacks that one looks weird it's just like okay fruit that's somehow an insect and everything had googly eyes it's it's uh, made by the same developers of octodad oh okay that game was absurdly hilarious. Yeah, so I'm 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 confident that this game will also be funny. But all that we have from Bug Snacks is uh, the idea that like all the bugs in the world are shaped after food, and if you eat them, your character takes on uh, a part of what they look like. Oh wow! Like he ate a, he ate a strawberry spider is what I'll call yeah. it, and his yeah. hand turned into two strawberries. So. Yeah, I noticed that like somebody had hot dog hands. Yeah. Yeah, they showed like a bunch of different versions of that one that one character changing and whatnot. Yeah, again, like, like a weird, fun little game. Yeah. Uh, some of these games that we announced will be on the PS4. Like Bug Snacks will be on PS4 and um I don't remember, but a few of them will be. But like all the PS4 all the, all the PlayStation exclusive games that they announced will only be on PS5 that were shown in the showcase. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be uh it's it's they didn't show a price for the console by the way. 
No, people are speculating. Um, most people are thinking five hundred bucks. Uh, Sony themselves said they're going to try to keep it. Uh, not not in the past week, but they've said they were going to do what they could to keep it the price down. Yeah. Um, because when they had the PS three when it first launched i mean at that six hundred dollar price tag they got reamed for it now somebody in britain saw an amazon listing that listed it at 500 for the disc version and 400 for the uh digital version so that's probably what we're going to see yeah i'm, I'm holding my breath on that too because a lot of that shit can be faked real easily um, I saw a guy on uh, that that I trust recently who posted like an ad from Australia that actually got that quote unquote got leaked and it turned out to be completely fake. Um, yeah, and uh, he was like he was adjusting prices from Australian prices to American prices and whatnot. And then somebody was just like, "This is a totally fake ad," and here's proof. He was like, "Son of a bitch." So, I'm not saying it isn't real. I'm not like I my my. My prediction is 500 for the disc version and 450 for the disc list. And that might be more in line. Uh, it's possible. I know that I, just, I know that Sony is waiting for Microsoft to announce the price of the Series X before they say anything. Yeah, but somebody's going to have to say something soon. Yeah, no shit. No shit. Yeah, I think you know, like like you said, like we, I don't technically usually get um, new consoles right out the gate, which makes me upset that Miles Morales is coming out like a couple months after the game's release or after the console's release. Yeah, like that really fucking sucks that I cannot play that game, and I won't play that game until I get a PS Five, which God knows when the fuck that's going to be. So. I will likely watch. Uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. So I I cannot play Last of Us. It is too stressful for me. Yeah. Um, the fucking story is fantastic, but I just can't play it. Um, so there's a there's a YouTuber named uh, MK Ice and Fire, and what he does is he does quote unquote walkthroughs of all these games, where he's just really recording himself playing all the games. With all the cutscenes, mm -hmm. with everything, um, he does look for every collectible he can find. Um, but that's how he functions. And so I watched him play all the way through Spider-Man, and I watched him play all the way through Last of Us One, and I've watched him for years play games that I can, uh, God of War, like just games I couldn't play because I didn't have the system or I didn't have the capability of playing the game. Um, but I really wanted that story. I should have done that with. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean, I'm technically glad I didn't because I got to experience the way that I did, but yeah. Um, so I'm watching him right now play through Last of Us 2. And um uh and I know that I'm gonna have to watch him play through Miles Morales because I want to know that story so it's not spoiled for me, but there's no way I'm gonna be able to get a PS4 right away or PS5 right away. I don't want a PS5 right away. I want them to iron out shit before I buy one. I don't have the capability of, of getting a new system. 
every time it breaks. Like, I'm, yeah. I just don't have that capability. So, but that's okay. You know what? That, at the end, that's okay. That'll be all right. It'll be okay in the end. I will say what Microsoft is allowing people to do with the Xbox Series X and Xbox Now, I should say, is um, uh, buying a, an Xbox One X or S for that matter with, um, with a credit card and uh, buying um, uh, doing it in a payment program. So for like $35 a month, you can have an Xbox, uh, an Xbox One X with uh, Xbox Live and, uh, or just Xbox Ultimate, I should say, which comes with uh, Live and Game Pass um, for $35 a month for uh, under, like, I think a year or something like that. Maybe, maybe longer than a year. Probably two. But if you, if you have that and then the Series X comes out, you can just upgrade. That's not bad. That's really fucking affordable for people who can't afford fucking new consoles. Yeah, because that's a big chunk of change to drop at one time. It really is. Come on, Sony. Seriously, get get on it. Like, I don't need to go to fucking Best Buy and apply for one of their credit cards just to buy your goddamn system. I don't need to go to Walmart and do a layaway system just to get your system. Come on. Help us out here. Oh. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll happen. So, yeah, maybe I'm. Ho- I'm hoping. Like, I think where Sony is is be- is is successful right now is they didn't. First off, they didn't fuck up with the launch of their new system like like Microsoft did. Um, I still to this day am utterly fucking uh, shocked that they did that. Um. Cause that was the thing for me was that like, like you said with the PS three, like Sony fucked up big time with the PS three. Yeah, they did. They overpriced it. They, um, they didn't lower the price for a long time. They, they didn't have any other options that their, their user interface was not as, not as easy to use as the Xbox was. And that's why the three three sixty even with its shitty fucking like built console, like still, outsold ps5 or sorry ps ps4 no ps3 yeah it's christ i am all over the place um and uh because that was the thing is that 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 the ps3 had some fucking stellar um uh uh exclusives jesus couldn't think of the word yeah um and it was coming from you know it was coming off of the success of the ps2 so to have Microsoft just destroy them was mainly because of Sony's incompetence in that regard. Um, and at the end of the day, the only reason Sony has been successful as much as they have been in this generation versus Xbox is because Xbox fucked up so bad with the launch of the Xbox One. I mean, real bad. Do you remember that shit? Oh yeah. yeah. For anyone that might not know what the fuck I'm talking about, um, the the CEO at the time, I can't remember his name, um, 
he he basically when they, when they announced the the Xbox One, it was an online only system, so you couldn't even use it if you weren't online. Yeah. Uh, to further that, they uh, um there was there was something else they did that was really fucked up towards consumers, and a a uh, a reporter came up to the CEO and says. So you t- you tell us it's an online only console. What about you know people who are in the military and want to play the new system? And his legit fucking response was, and I'm not joking, we have a system for them. It's called the Xbox 360. Yep, I remember that. How fucking condescending to the troops do you need to be to realize how badly you fucked up? So like after that whole situation, I remember Microsoft basically forced him out of position as CEO, basically forced him to resign entirely. Um, I don't. I want to say Phil Spencer is his name, but the new CEO got in there and was just like, "All right, we got to fix this." Um, and they they completely revamped the system, and I think the way that they're handling the stuff now is really brilliant. The 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 lack of giving a shit about a console war is awesome. Yeah. Um. The uh the desire to build a system that is more consumer friendly is fantastic. Um, and Nintendo included in that. I know that like we were talking about how Nintendo and PlayStation for that matter. Um, oh no, Ubisoft, my bad. Nintendo and Ubisoft are like, Oh, is this game three years old? $60. But what, yeah. Nint- what Nintendo's doing that I think is really, really really good in, cons- in in terms of consumer friendly is uh um the uh the indie market fucking ubisoft or, uh, uh nintendo is doing a really good job for the indie market in terms that a lot of independent developers have said that having their game on the switch had boosted their sales of that game significantly. Oh, yeah. Whereas Microsoft and Sony are doing their best for indie games, but they're not doing enough. And I remember back when it was uh, 360 versus PS3, like even Microsoft was under fire because they were really treating independent developers shitty really badly. Yeah. Um. They've since remedied that, and a lot of independent developers say that it's wonderful working with Microsoft now. Oh, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, so it's an interesting time to be a gamer because we have so many different things that are happening all the time. Uh, because of the way that uh, Microsoft and Sony have been handling things. PC gaming has made a, a, a fucking fascinating comeback thanks to Steam. You know, compared to how it was fucking 15 years ago. So, I don't know. I love gaming, guys. I, I love it a lot, even though I'm having trouble playing it lately because of anxiety. But that's besides the point. Oh, I mean, I love it as well. I just, uh, I've been I've been playing The Witcher three hardcore, and I'm 
I'm like, yeah, I'll just talking about gaming. Let's wrap it up so I can go play me some Witcher 3. <laughs> <laughs> I know I haven't eaten today either, and I'm kind of I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I need some lunch, man. It's almost 2 30 now. We'll I, uh, for I, a bit. I do have, uh, oh, what is it called? It's, um, Xenoverse Chronicles. The fuck is that game Ooh, called? Ooh, yeah. I just rented it for the Switch, and I'm looking forward to playing it. I have Xenoblade, that. Xenoblade Chronicles. Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles. I have that. But this is like the definitive edition or something that you've got? Yes. yes. See, I've got it for the 3DS. Um, They had it for the Wii, but it was like mad expensive for the Wii. Because it was such a rare title and it came out on the tail end of the Wii. Yeah. And it was like 120 bucks to get it used. Uh, but they had it on the 3DS and I got it for like $25 for the oh, 3DS. Wow. I've never finished it though, but I, I would love to. So I would love to just go ahead and get this new definitive edition for the Switch. Yeah. Because that I, game, playing through it, it was great. I haven't played either, so I have. That's the thing, though, is that like I want to play it, and I and I probably will today at some point. But I also want to watch all the uploads of uh, of uh, um, Last of Us Two. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I got I got a few things I, I can do today, but I also need food, and that's I think that's more. Yeah, I do too. I need I need some lunch. Well, let's wrap this up, man. Uh, Let's see. Season three of Dark drops next Saturday. So okay. we'll watch it. So two yeah, weeks say, from now, we'll do a review episode. Yeah, I was going to say, do we want to add like a movie to that? Just so we have two things? We can, and we'll figure out what that is next week. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll announce it on socials and whatnot. Yeah. But hey, if you haven't already... Click on the links to follow us on our social media accounts so you can get those announcements down below. Uh, You can join our Discord server, get you a sweet shirt or a coffee mug down at the store. Uh, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The links are all down below. As for me, other shows you can catch me on are on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel every other Wednesday night on a show called Figure Banging at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. And then every Friday night at 9 p.m., on MPSP Theater, where we talk about various topics in the entertainment and nerd culture. Um, but that's everywhere where you can find me. What about you, Greg? Uh, you can find me on all social medias under Trevor Rock Geek. Uh, I was going to ask you, Josh, do you want to try to do a maybe a Jackbox this Saturday? Um, hmm. Maybe. I can't commit. Okay. But um, maybe. Okay, if if we do end up doing a Jackbox stream this Saturday, we haven't done one in a really long time because of everything going on. It's just been stressful. Um, I think things are a little bit more calm now, and we could definitely try to do it. So if we decide to do one uh, this Saturday, uh, like Josh said, follow all the socials, and uh, we'll announce it. Um, I'll probably primarily announce it on my Twitter account, which is, again, at ChubRockGeek. Um and uh, if you if you don't know what Jackbox is at this point, 
Uh, it's a it's a game that you can play on your phone. You don't have to purchase anything. You just go to a website on your phone and you can play along. Um, but again, we haven't played in a really long time, and I'd love to play some. But if uh, if we can't this Saturday, hopefully maybe next Saturday, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I um. I should have the episodes of the trivia show uploaded. Uh, by the way, I have all the trivia, the categories for the next episode. I'll say about it off off stream. Nice. Off off stream. Jesus. Off podcast. Um. But yeah, that's uh, that, that's a lot of fun. Um. Yeah, that, that that's it. That's it, and that's all. That's all I can think about. I know that awesome. we might be talking about next episode uh, about EA's play that is happening today uh, as of recording this. Um, so if you haven't watched that by the time you listen to this podcast, uh, go check that out and we'll be talking about it. I'm sure. I'm sure we will. Again, guys, this is, this was prime time for all the E3 stuff. So we're going to be seeing a lot more in the, in the coming days from a lot of developers with different games and new announcements and stuff. So get ready for that, because I'm sure we're going to be talking about it quite a bit. I wonder if if PlayStation plans to come out with any new games for the PS4. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, most consoles, they still produce titles uh, for several years after a new one launches. Yeah, uh, they just they didn't talk about it during the PS5 thing. And I get it. It's PS5. I know that I want to play Ghost of Tsushima. That game looks like fun. You know about that game, right? Maybe. Ooh, it's a P- it's a PS4 exclusive, so go look it up. Okay, uh, it looks awesome. Uh, but yeah, other than that, guys, I think that's it. Um, yeah, well, we'll see y'all next week. Thanks for listening. We love you. In case you forgot, uh, <laughs> it is it is it is uh. There's a there's a pandemic still going on, so wear your fucking ma- uh, your your masks, wash your hands, um, wash your, your ass too. Uh, Black Lives Matter, just in case you forgot, uh, which you shouldn't. Uh, and it's also Pride Month, so um, you know show uh, LBGTQ people respect as humans as they are, and not weird because they're different than you. Please, right. now I'm getting off my soapbox. <laughs> All right, we'll see uh, you guys. Take care, everybody.